in a vast landscape full of adventurers. You are now listening to the world of Chaotic Amateurs. Welcome to Chaotic Amateurs, the internet's number one D&D 5e play podcast. I'm your host and DM, Alec. With me today, I have... Dash is Thrakus. Bentley Michaels is Referian Nightmeadow. Red is Arthur. Caleb is Scory Telbrun. And Milo is Bolt. And last we left our adventurers, they were taking care of some busy work at the Chateau as they made their way back after their adventures down in the wastes. Let the adventure begin. Oh, yeah. Pour that into a nice ice glass because it's been sitting in the hot van all day. <laughs> and I'm not going to drink monster energy drink hot tea. Not in this weather. Okay. Uh, so yeah, last we left, we had some kind of downtime activities we were doing. Uh, we got through uh, Riff and Ball and Wolf. Uh, Scory, is there anything that you are wanting to do in the week or two weeks uh, as you kind of come back to the Chateau? Ooh, um, there were some things and I completely forgot what they were. Um, did I discuss with you? Yeah. <laughs> did I discuss with you anything? Uh, no. Okay. Dang. Well, that sucks. Whatever it was. Um, <laughs> I would probably, um, try to go to that quiet spot that is, um, was what's her name? Magnus's, um, Agnes, Agnes, Magnus's special mm-hmm. space, um, where I put up that kind of altar and meditate there and try to commune with the black wolf and see, check in, see how things are going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you spend some time there. If you spend at least a couple hours, then you can you can definitely ask a question to the Black Wolf, knowing that they'll hear it. Okay. Um, I guess I should have thought of a question before I said that. <laughs> or a statement, just letting them know yeah. what's you know how your day's going. It's yeah. Up to you. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I would just kind of recount what happened in the waste and um, mention the nightmare that the uh, wolf now has. If that, oh, that sure, yeah, that happened yeah, before, cool. right? Yeah, uh, yeah. You can you can kind of weave that into what you're what you're talking about. Because um, I because I feel like the the black wolf and the nightmare maybe come from the same neighborhood, and so I would mention, hey, we. You know, we got one of your friends hanging out with us now. The other side yeah. of the tracks. Yeah. <laughs> as you as you commune, you're going over the stories of of your encounters down in the wastes. Um, though the mention of of that stuff elicits kind of this feeling of like protection of mm. of, of 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 this is the Black Wolf's home. You are its protector. If there's dangers outside, they should stay outside. 
Awesome. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, not much of a, of a, a response to that. Um, going over the nightmare uh, and the poachers that you encountered, uh, you definitely get this large sense of um, acceptance of of a job done. Maybe not awesome. well done in the eyes of the black wolf, <laughs> but I don't think that's ever going to be the case. Yeah. Uh, but but yes, the the fact that there was poachers there, and you kind of in your in your mind's eye you see just the flames licking the uh poachers as they burn nice um and and like on top of them the nightmare itself cool uh yeah and i would probably try to work in um some sort of um i I don't know i might ask the wolf if if uh they have encountered julia the as she can sift through planes pretty easily it seems and I don't know if the black wolf has come and counter encountered her. Uh, yeah, the mention of Julia and the mention of more of that stuff that that involves these these wastes and dangers to the south. Another human, another elf, another mortal that the black wolf doesn't care for. Okay. Um, and then lastly, I would probably spend some time um, kind of trying to wield and or better wield my my new enchanted uh, machete and then also going over that children's book some more to see if I can figure out the secrets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah. There's, there's training classes every morning at the Chateau. Now um, you can, you can definitely spend your mornings uh, doing a bit of martial practice uh, with the, with the new blade with, you know, combatants that are also wielding blades. You Does- get a, a good sense for that. Is there a name for Wolf's Martial Arts School? Uh, like what? What do you mean? Like, like Cobra Kai or something? Oh, um, or Wolf's School of Death or right? Um, no, but I will think of one now. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll get back to you on that. I'll let you know what the the name of my martial arts school is. Because I feel like everybody should be wearing an emblem or a gi of some sort that connects and them yeah, to. Yeah, what's, what's the uh, what's sensei the wolf mark of? It'll be uh, it'll be uh, Hood's martial arts. <laughs> 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 That's probably going to last about ten years <laughs> <laughs> before it goes away <laughs> due to an, uh, a mysterious illness that takes <laughs> over. Some sort of undead plague rolls yeah. around. Uh, um, uh, but I hear it's good. <laughs> I hear it's I hear it's good. It's great self defense. Five stars on Yelp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's going to be called uh, Chords Warriors. Ooh, that rolls. Yeah, Chords Killers. No. Uh, and and the the sim the symbol will be like uh like how his symbol is like five like pointed kind of like spears or whatever mm-hmm. it'll be like five kind of like kind of like how uh wolf has like face paint on him that's just his five fingers dipped in paint like red down his face mm-hmm. it'll be just those lines like underneath cool and they each represent something having to do with the martial arts school yeah you know virtues to, yeah, the to live ten, by the ten blades you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Six blades. It's six blades. Okay. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, wow, well, you, cool. simp- you simple bitch. Well, let me ask you this: Do you remember? <laughs> could you name them all without looking them up? 
What? The six blades. Oh, no, I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit that. Okay, <laughs> okay yeah, there you go. That's cool. That's yep. Cool. All right. So, so I yeah, practice you, under you the tutelage. The Chords Warriors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you're wanting to do? Um, just that kid's book. The kid's uh, book. That's right. Um, spending some time with it. You even find a copy in the library. Strix uh, kind of helps you out, and you find a copy. And going through it, there's no differences. This is a fairly standard copy you'd find in most of Usama. Okay. Um, the only thing that makes it unique is that dedication, that it was given as a gift mm-hmm. to someone. And supposedly okay. the gift was from the king. Cool. Very cool. Um, if there's time, I might try to cross-reference and look up some info on the king. Like, Yeah, yeah. Strix, who, uh, who or why he might have given this to. and Sure. You know. Um, yeah, Strix gathers some of the, um, noble heritage books, uh, kind of places all the stuff that would be relevant on the table and you go through it for a bit. Uh, what information are you wanting? Mm, I, I want to find out who this was to, like whose bed it was hidden under, you know? So, so if there's any sort of notes on communications to where we were in the waste, Sure. Um, does, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like logs of correspondence that was sent. Maybe, I don't know. This is very specific, yeah. but yeah. And and so that kind of really detailed information about the king's correspondence um, definitely not going to be found in in a regular run of the mill library. Hmm. Uh, that's going to be highly guarded information. Um, and any information about who it was sent to, uh, you found it in the wastes. Usama hasn't known about anything in the wastes since the nation was founded. Okay. So hard to gain any information. You can gain information about the king. Um, that's pretty common knowledge here in the in in Usama. But yeah, the most the best information you would have would have been at the tower itself. Okay. And then the very last thing I would just check in with um, Roman Black. The my instructor from Vasir, uh, Vasir, mm-hmm. um, and just recount what happened at the waste as well, and mention Julia, and see if gotcha. he knows anything. Like if there's anything in the school that I grew up in um, about people that shift planes and yeah. do planar magic. You you spent some time with Roman, kind of going over what you witnessed down in the wastes. Um, you know, a little bit of the the stuff that you gathered from there, trying to piece some things together. And and as you're talking, he's taking it in. You see him thinking, you know, about kind of each all the things you're telling him uh, as he takes it in and says, "It was there was." this time was always going to happen when the mages were gone. All this stuff you're finding in there, I'm curious to see where it leads. With the mages out of the picture or disrupted for a time, the wastes is in flux. It can change now, a way it couldn't before. 
I don't think you knew this, but we had some dealing with the mages at the school. We would offer them some advice. In exchange, they would not interfere with the goings-on of the school. It waned over the last century or so, but they would still come to us seeking knowledge. What what seemed to pique their interest the most? What were they after? They wanted a complete control over their runic magics. The stuff that bound whatever magics they had. We always teach that the runes are meant to be interpreted. They're meant to be shown their power through the perspective of, of how, they're, how they're used. The mages needed them to be tools, blunt tools. Um, and we always would tell them that. But they would take our advice and use it as best they could. I, I encountered several runes that I didn't recognize. Um... And I would try to sift out some scribblings of, of the runes that we saw on various um, ruins that we saw as we were out in the waste and mm-hmm. kind of in the tower and stuff and see if any of these look familiar. Kind of goes over some of them and he draws some of them and he kind of shows you, um, you know, what changes the mages did mm. to the runes to make them work better for them. And you see kind of these simple markings and as he kind of like pull, he, he draws another symbol next to it and another symbol above it. And he says, this is supposed to represent both of these uh, symbols. And you see that they're much more complex. Mm-hmm. Um, they distilled these things down into very simple things. Um, it's, it works for a small a narrow problem. But when the problems are big, then you need unique solutions. That's what we try and do in Viser. There's always change. Always things happening. I don't know what is going to happen in the wastes, but it is not going to be handled by these blunt tools anymore. So Caleb is asking now, when when you describe the runes that they used versus the ones that were taught to to Scory, mm-hmm. are you saying the ones that the mages used was more simplified, as if they pulled apart bind runes into individual runes, or the other way around? Um, yeah, I would say is the first one where where they they took the more complex runes that you'd be you would know and and tried I, to okay distill them into. Um, something simpler. Okay. Um, something that, you know, would, would remain on the plane for a longer period of time would mm-hmm. be more powerful in a very s- specific. Very. Way. Okay. That makes sense. M- m- more basic, but also because of that basicness, it was more potent. Yeah. Narrower, mm-hmm. but deeper magic. Right. Okay, cool. As usual, I've learned a lot from you. Thank you very much. Of course, there's much to think on in these times. Um, and so, yeah, he, he, you see, you see him ever so often while you're while you're staying at the chateau. 
He's always kind of looking at trees, talking to animals, um, just <laughs> having a, a nice time here. He's kind of enjoying it. Um, yeah. It's nice to have another crazy person around. <laughs> uh, and then Arthur, you are back at the Chateau. What are you doing this, uh, this week um, of downtime? For sure. I think um, one of the things that I'm definitely interested in doing is checking with Adrian and also checking in with, um, gosh, was it either Riva or Elian? Just one of those two people who wanted information about what I found out there, like the things that I saw and stuff like that. I think they were like, they loaned us the wagon with the intent of like, we'll give you the wagon in exchange for some information. Yeah. Riva is the one, the, the ambassador to, um, the dragon council. I would say that, uh, Riva comes by pretty quickly. Once you all arrive back, uh, in town, um, you set up, you know, you, you and Willow, you set up a meeting with her and she comes on by, uh, in a cart and is, uh, you know, Willem kind of presents her to the chateau and to you, and you have a uh, meeting on the balcony up in the master. Perfect. Lord Magnus, uh, you have returned so quickly as well. Absolutely. Well, uh, not much in the ways could slow us down. <laughs> Very good. Uh, speaking of, what did you find down there what seems to be happening in the wastes many ears are interested well there are quite a few things Riva primary of which is the Tower of Chaos uh, once had some sort of magical misdirection making it difficult for one to get towards it but I believe that's now down unless I'm mistaken somebody wants to correct me I think it's normal now um, there's also like a spirit that lived in the, the, the tower just now I think he's with Wolf outside downstairs training anyway like lives in a skull or whatever you put the skull in like water or fluid or whatever it comes up so that's kind of a neat cool thing some sort of ancient spirit of a wizard or some other thing Um, I don't know like tree spirits and stuff like that how about like a room underground where like books and stuff spawn too like they come out of like a magical thing in the ground and they fill up a big old room with books some of them really old some of them not so old kind of a neat place like a repository of lost knowledge you know where you lose a book you're like where the hell did that book go but like it's in that room I guess I've lost a few books in my time they may have ended up in this uh, secret cavern of lost books Ah. Most uh, intriguing of which, though, uh, is a giant robot, which has been commandeered by some sort of planeswalking entity known as Julia. Um, Julia. Okay. She helped spring us out of that there uh, hold. Uh, you know, where the mages see. keep their prisoners and all that. And what of uh, Usama? Their soldiers down there, their outpost. Yeah, uh, they got an outpost down there, and uh, they're studying about, uh, you know, Aura, studying Aura. Now they're studying about this ether, 
And they've got like a ether. Yeah, some sort of like magical fluid or what have you. I see. Some sort of like silvery looks like looks like quicksilver. Looks like mercury or some sort of thing, maybe. Am I making that up? Maybe, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> uh yeah, it like powered powered the robot, made the robot turn on, makes uh fixed our robot friend downstairs. Uh, I see, I see. Does things. They are experimenting with this ether. Good and to they know, got a, good to know. They got a Gadnabbit uh mage down there in like some sort of like crystalline prison suspended over some sort of portal or gateway or some such. Oh yes, they seem to have set up most of the mages uh that they've captured in uh odd curls around Usama. Um yes, uh there's actually two in the capital right now. Um Oh the others, I'm not sure where they are, but they have taken them as trophies of a war won. Yeah, uh, they really probably shouldn't do that, he asked me, but what do I know? I mean, <laughs> the ones I speak for love to hoard their trophies, but... Yeah, when, I think y'all uh, can handle it if they woke up, though. Exactly, you know? <laughs> exactly. You uh, <laughs> place a dangerous mage in a crystal near a bunch of homes, that it is kind of on you if they all go up in flame. Kind of exactly what I was thinking. Well, that is some good information. We are very interested in what is happening down in the wastes and what the intent is of Usama. We're sure they want to colonize what is available down there, take in whatever resources they can within their rights, but we may have our own claims we'd like to state. We'll have to persuade some uh, nobility into hearing uh, some amendments to the treaty. But this has been a good fact-finding mission. Thank you very much, Arthur. Uh, absolutely. Uh, it is been my distinct and honorable privilege to be a humble servant. Should you ever call me again, the chateau is as good a place as any. Very good. I may uh, be speaking with you soon. And she, you know, pleasantly says goodbye and takes some of the notes that she was writing and she, she heads off. Uh, she seems pretty happy with um, the information she, she was given. No yeah, mention of, uh, of the uh, cart, though. No. Craig is still bringing that up. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she's not worried about it. <laughs> she's not worried about it, as far as you can tell. Um, later that day, uh, and this is probably a few days after you've gotten gotten back to the Chateau, uh, Adrian shows up kind of later in the day, uh, evenings kind of just settling in, <clears throat> and he's just kind of bounds up uh, the walkway into the house and is just saying hello to everyone like all the servants you know know who he is all the staff knows who he is um and he's just shaking everyone's hand he's like well 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 the wolf troop is back fantastic 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 so arthur there you are um you're back you're alive fantastic absolutely oh no it went absolutely fantastic we are 
we are a little bit richer, a little bit wiser, looking forward to spending our money in wholly inappropriate ways. Absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. Yes. Ah, there is quite a bit uh, to, to purchase. A lot of gold to spend in town and outside of town as well. You let me know if you want to spiff up the place and I'll make sure it happens. Or well, let Willem know and he can probably do it a little better. Um, I don't know if you've talked to Willem, but we do. We have set up a little bit of a, a trade route. We are bringing some supplies into Turlin. We are taking those, adding some value to them and sending it off to the capital, making a nice little bit of money for the family here. Let's uh, uh, let us pay for all the uh, extra help around the house. Um, dinner, dinner. We should eat. Everyone, everyone, we should eat, please. Uh, and he kind of claps his hands and uh, people start, you know, gathering stuff to stuff to eat. Um, Willem's there and he's kind of sitting there with you uh, as it as it gets prepared. If you have any like questions for him as as they start setting setting up you know the meal up so what exactly now willem did tell me about this trade route and it does seem mighty lucrative but uh you know i'm just curious you know if this is all like fair trade uh, you know ethical ethically oh it's all trade above goods. board it's all above board legal uh all the proper permits have have been signed um I mean, the people buying the final product may not know where the initial product comes from, but that's part of the allure. It's mystical. It's arcane. It's, I mean, it's the best skincare product you can buy in the capital. <laughs> oh, great. We're part of an MLM now? <laughs> it's fucking Mary Kay. <laughs> And how how much to uh, buy in? Oh, if you'd like to, it's it'll just cost you a hundred gold for the package, and then you can sell to your friends and family and neighbors. Um, I, I could be my own boss. I, I you could be your own boss's boss. What? I can I can make my own hours. Mr. Oh, Wolf, yeah, you already course. have great hours oh. here as the warrior of cord now. You don't right. need to take the. Don't let Adrian, with his rugged good looks and smooth tongue, rope you in any bizarre. Right. Sorry, I got I got carried away. Yeah, we don't um, want to alienate any of our friends any more than I, uh, we have. Right, <laughs> I, I do. I do have a question. Can uh, do? Do we have a uh, horse stables here on the on the grounds where I can house my new horse from hell? <laughs> uh, Willem kind of st- steps up. He's he's you know down the hallway there. He says, um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we can. We've got the not a stable, but you know, we've got a place to put him. Um, if he's right. that flammable, I don't know if that'll be useful or not. Yeah. But but yeah, no, no. We've we've got a set by the barracks there. They can uh, we can tie him up there. Let, yeah, let I'm me, uh, sure it's exactly what your fucking sentient horse wants to do is be tied up. Let me uh, <laughs> co- let me communicate with my horse. Uh, Hades, hear me. <laughs> Is, uh, are you calling me? Uh, yeah. Are, are you called me? What do you, what do you <laughs> want me to call you? Oh, no, that, that works fine. Hades is good? All right. Cool. Yes, that's fine. Uh, where would you, where would you be best? I to, am to, to best in battle. Oh, uh, in battle. 
Oh, no, me too. Me too. I'm also best in battle. I just meant like, you know, every now and then a warrior has to rest, so. Of course, I will find my own resting place. Ah, okay. He'll find his own resting place. I may not be on the grounds, but call to me, and I will blaze a trail to you. Oh, okay. So, alright, I can't just, like, come visit you, or? If you'd like, you can. Or it would just be nice if you had, like, a room. But okay. my, my room is the open skies and fields of the land. Okay. All right. Whatever. <laughs> you know, if you get high enough, Dash, you're going to get an all pink uh, wagon that you could hook Hades up to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, Adrian, yeah, Wolf is getting a real cool thing to ride on. Now, Reva was extra chill about the wagon and all, but like, you know, I'm wondering when I could get something cool to ride on. You know, you know, I am, or I used to when I'm blue, I had that genie blood mixed in there a little bit, something like that. And genies like flying carpet. So you find yourself flying carpet that you need to get rid of. I'm your man. I'm not blue anymore, but I don't, I'm not sure if it matters. Give me a persuasion check. Oh, yes. I mean, it's not like we have a UFO or anything. Fuck the UFO. Well, that kind of is flying out somewhere unknown. <laughs> oh, yeah. At the moment. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Yes. Uh, a ball tricked somebody into trying it out and shot it out of our ritual circle. I just room. wanted to make the hole that needed to exist, and I wanted her to go on a little, you know, adventure of her own. Oh, yeah. Oh, For right. a She's week. going. Yeah. 22. 22. Um... Adrian is impressed with your powers of persuasion. Uh, he, and he looks he looks at you just quizzically and with a little smile um, and then kind of like apparates your imp familiar in his hand. And he says, and, and then in his other hand, you see like an illusion of a flying carpet. And he says, well, I mean, gifts can be given. That is the deal. Um, who, which do you want? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I gotta choose between all carpet and carpet. Yeah. <laughs> can you? Can he get the specs on the carpet before he decides? <laughs> no, it's just it's all it is is the image of a flying carpet. That's all you have. All that's all you Uh-oh. you have to go off of right now. Adrian, what happens exactly if I pick the flying carpet? What happens to Ollie? He goes back to the infernal realm in which I plucked him from. Ah. <laughs> Sends someone Ollie to hell, hand, flying just carpet. Like, <laughs> he just like burps and there's a bit of flame that comes out. He doesn't <laughs> seem to mind this conversation at all. Oh, he's rolling for it. Hey, carpet. No, no. <laughs> and you see, you see Ollie just burst into flames and he goes, ah! oh, God. Oh, and, God. Uh, You've killed you, me. <laughs> it hurts every time. Adrian <laughs> uh, just kind of grabs the illusion of the carpet uh, that he has and it manifests into a long carpet. Uh, and he just kind of like sets it on the table and it kind of flaps over. Um, he says, well, there you are. 
a wonderful ride for a once blue gin. Oh, that's how'd you just pull that on out of the thin air like that? And I, it's up on the table. You said, "Can I?" Yeah, yeah. I can I do an insight? Sit on it. <laughs> What's okay. the insight? Go for it. You can roll an insight. Yeah, I I want to watch all this going down and do an insight on uh, Adrian here. Yeah, I'm like a a giddy school child, and it's like as soon as it's there, I I, I sit on it, claiming it as my own, while like trying to play it cool. You know, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> how did you do that? Uh, I got a twelve. <laughs> twelve. Uh, yeah. I mean, you you kind of like look at Adrian trying to figure out what you know his intentions I, might be, be with this, and you just get kind of lost in his eyes a little bit. Oh boy. Okay. Can I have a carpet? Um. <laughs> I totally imagine him looking like Matt Bomer. I don't know if anybody else does, but that's where I'm at. Don't know Matt Bomer, so he's, I don't know. He's one of the guys in Magic Mike. He was in the show White Collar. Very handsome. Mm, doesn't help me. Um, so I need me. you to roll me a D100, Arthur. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Very guy. attractive man. Oh, yeah. And what's his ass from Chuck, his friend? Oh, yeah. Uh, that sends him to Interstate. Anyway, maybe I'll watch. <laughs> Pinky's up. Mm-hmm. I rolled a very nice number. Yeah. <laughs> 69. No! Oh! Hey! 69. Nice. The sexiest of carpets. Uh, yeah, that is. You, you have a carpet of flying. It is five foot by seven feet. It has a capacity for 600 pounds and a flying speed of 40. That's sick. Yeah. Sorry, Ollie. Um, Ollie is gone. Uh, you know, familiar, but you can uh, fly around on a flying carpet if you'd like. Okay. And, and Adrian, you know, kind of as you're looking at it, just says, well, I've had one for a while, and I just pulled it from my private stash. Adrian, you are by far head and shoulders better than Eben. I mean, this is... <laughs> Gosh. Obviously better than that washed up genie. <laughs> All right, now how do I make it go up? Ah, uh, you just have to say the word. Up. And you can choose what the word is, but there's there's yeah, there's a command word to make it hover and fly. Um and then you you, you speak directions uh with your within 30 feet of it and it goes to there. Yes. So, yeah, you just kind of slowly f- start flying around the house as dinner's getting set up. Um, and I would say, yeah, a- everyone, you know, a- everyone joins uh, for dinner for the night as Adrian's, you know, welcoming back the uh, the wolf pack. Um, Willem, I'll take my dinner on the carpet over here in the corner. Arthur's <laughs> no, just going to float. With, uh, you get rid of the... your chair at the table. You just sit on your carpet. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are fools if you think I'm walking again. <laughs> you just got the D and D version of a rascal. Like you're yeah. just... I was gonna say, I'm like the new <laughs> professor. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, yeah. this is like my wheelchair. Oh boy. <laughs> anyway. Oh boy. Oh, and and hearing what you said earlier, Scory, uh, Adrian kind of just you know shoulders up to you, kind of leaning back in his chair, and he says, "I mean, if you'd like favors from." The great and miraculous Adrian. 
You just Honestly. might have to sell a little bit of that soul. <laughs> oh, that sounds sexual. Yeah, <laughs> souls are overrated. Look, my family sold my soul generations before I even had a choice, and it's been great. It's been working out for me. Look at present company. <laughs> Oh, I do appreciate the offer. I, I was well, kind of speaking facetiously because uh, my my soul is kind of important to me. I want to. You want to ride around on the carpet before intact. you make your mind up. I see. Well, <laughs> if you ever are jealous of that uh, flying carpet, you just let me know. Okay. I can Thank show you, you the much. world there, Scory. Shining, shimmering, splendid. <laughs> <laughs> do you trust me? <laughs> Well, um, now that you're all back, I'm sure you're excited to get going again. Um, do you all have any plans? Are you wanting to stay here? Perhaps be sales representatives in the capital? You could make a fair coin. I was joking a little earlier, but if you'd like to. Mm, well, we have so to, we, we have to turn in our our quest thing right we have to still meet with sanja's parents or whatever right like our our, to go our thing that we got uh from the tournament so we still have to do that and then i know that i had put in an order for my hood and my uh backpack or whatever with the library and the whole all those folks but other than that you know i'm good to go whenever guys I gotta be honest, I don't want, I, I'm not too keen on staying in one place just to make money. I would prefer to stay agile and maybe do some more exploring or something. If we can find something to do that can benefit everybody while still moving. Yeah, well, of course. Um, I did want to ask Adrian, we've, we've got these boxes of spell components. Um, I don't know, with your uh, uh, connections and things, how much do you think you could get for them? Uh, we believe them to be around worth a thousand gold. He kind of gives him a look over and, uh, you know, he's he's looking at it. It's like, you know, odd herbs and spices and odd little, like, you know, little grains and funguses. Uh, I, I did write down that it says Hellforn Fellhammer in Timber Ridge on them. I don't know if he would recognize that name or anything on the side. Yeah, down down in Timber Ridge, he's not too too familiar with. Um, he says, "I mean, we could do a line of specialty creams, infusing them with some magical <laughs> components." Yes, no, we could probably charge twice. Three times as much for those. I, know, I could use stretch them. out the components a little bit and yeah, get get a little extra value out of. Them. I mean, if you're willing to put in a little for the cause, there, ball, we can make a fair profit from it. Are we Adrian's downline in this scenario? Essentially, what? Oh Down yeah, line? for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's an MLM thing. Yeah, okay. like where. He employed us, and we're supposed to employ others, so we're in his downline. <laughs> he gets money because we work for him. Yeah, we we upkick profits to him. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're just all his children that go ahead and have fun with the money that he makes. That's oh. that's what the relationship okay. is for him. Because I was about to lean over to him and say, "How much are you in debt?" Because <laughs> <laughs> not a lick score. I've got okay. 
I mean, for a dragon, a small horde, but I don't need anything too big. Okay. Well, good. Well, these creams are actually quite profitable. Uh, It's just... You've got to sell them the right way. Do you have a sample? Of course! And he just plucks one out of the air and, you know... I take it. And you open it up and it's, it's kind of this gray off-white uh, just kind of cream. Let me smell it a little bit. Give me a survival check. <laughs> to see if you, cause you, you, and I will give you advantage on this. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was my death cream. <laughs> that was my TPK cream. <laughs> I do find it kind of funny that a dragon is selling skincare products. Another 12. 12. It's kind um, of like uh, Silence of the Lambs, though. Makes their skin better for like his personal consumption. <laughs> uh, with a 12, you recognize the scent a little bit. Mm. And you're, you, you can't quite place it with a 12, but it's something from the ocean. Oh, I immediately dab my finger in it and put it under my eyes. Oh, it feels nice. It's a nice little, little cream. Doesn't seem like there's anything too special about it. Okay. I thought he said there was magical properties in this stuff. Well, of course. It'll make your skin glow. That's the claim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I look in the closest reflective surface that I can find. And and kind of as you have it kind of smeared on you and you see the little bits of it... Um, just because I want to give it to you, too. Uh, you realize <laughs> the main ingredient of this. And it is whale poop. <laughs> I've, it's, you know how smells bring back memories? It's all coming back to me now. Well, what's that? What's that? Um, oh, yeah, why wouldn't whale poop be right uh, up there? Uh, Wolf yeah. is going to try some of the cream as well. He's going to rub it on his, uh, his knuckles. They're all cracked and dry. Mm. Yeah, no, it it works pretty good. It's a, it works as like a standard moisturizing agent. Um, it just has a kind of funky smell, and once you realize what it is, it's a little off-putting. Well, I tell you, I am a believer. <laughs> this is this feels great already. Wolf, your hands he are so soft. One, he he gives know. you one as well. Mm. Keep that on your knuckles just every day. I go kind of. If you can put it on and then put gloves on over it when you sleep, you wake up and they'll just be like milk. Yeah. I think I know a few people I could interest in this. <laughs> well, would you like a crate? Yeah. First crate is free. Hey, Scory. 50 gold deposit. Hey, Scory, I have a really good opportunity for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I watched all this go down. I, I don't want to. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm good with my sample. It Thank works you, miracles. I Come know. On. Get to my downline. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to pass. I'm sorry. All right, fine. You've got a whole martial arts school that you might be able to strong arm into it. <laughs> yeah, you got tons of students that you can <laughs> be like, this is now oh, no. part of our regiment. <laughs> it's part of the contract of signing up with the... Uh, uh, you've, already developed, you've already developed to your re- own military industrial complex around <laughs> this fucking thing. To receive Kord's true blessing, you must moisturize. <laughs> That's right. You see tomorrow during and that diamond training level, all the 
<clears throat> weapons just go flying out of their hands. <laughs> Perhaps... True warriors reach diamond level. <laughs> <laughs> to moisturize is to be close to God. <laughs> to be to moisturize is divine. Uh, oh right. boy! Fuck. You think Cord has crow's feet? <laughs> and now Wolf is driving around in a pink Cadillac. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So we we did or I. Wanted to upgrade the the mage tower that that we have uh, built here. Um, could could we maybe put this these spell components into uh, crafting um, that to at a higher level? Oh, sure. If you want to invest into the infrastructure of the chateau, we have many ways to improve. Can we cover uh, the tower yes, of the sand cream? <laughs> Uh, set aside those components, and we'll see uh, what we're what we're able to do with them to in- increase uh, what we're already doing here at the chateau and in Turalim. Um So yeah, mechanically, if you'd like to leave that for for Adrian, he'll invest it into the chateau and get you closer to that extra the, to leveling up the structure itself. Um, and- and I'll, I'll actually have him roll for that, kind of when it comes to it, to see how persuasive he is in selling this. And I'm I'm not sure if this would go to Willem or to Adrian or or who, but we had a bit of a an accident up in our teleportation area, and there's a big hole in the wall. I was wondering if is it possible to construct like a garage door situation there, so we can close it up and have it look like. A normal part of the structure. Yeah, when when Aura gets back, uh, that's that's what I tasked her with. She'll do it. Don't worry. Yeah. Will, no, Willem, I didn't know that. Yeah. Will, Willem kind of says, "It's like, yeah, I've been wondering where where she is. Uh, you know, I because I've been wanting to get that that fixed, and she's been so good at keeping everything, you know, looking good. But uh, you know, whenever she comes back, yeah, she's just going on a little adventure. I thought she might enjoy, you know, getting out and seeing some things." Okay, well, that's good. I thought maybe y'all scared her off or something. That's all. <laughs> uh, is it? Can I check on my my dojo and see if it's gotten any bigger? Is it now like a militia or um <clears throat> small army or like a, you still have the same amount of people? It's like it's I forget if it's a half a dozen if it's like six or twelve mm-hmm. crew that you have, right? Um, but yeah, you 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 know they've. They've been training with you this week. Um, they're you're seeing from the training that you've given, and more so just your presence here. You you see a little more professionalism, um, mm. a little more eagerness to to kind of you know be somebody that might go out on. Uh, Treks with the wolf pack itself. Yeah, uh, forming an elite kill squad. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, not not anything major for the pit cool. or the the dojo itself. Yeah. All right. Um, but you guys have a great kind of evening meal. Adrian tells you tales of what's been going on in Turlin. That it's all quite boring. Um, other than the you know fantastic stories he says he tells about himself playing in the bars, uh, going over how he wooed you know a hundred people in the bar and they gave him a standing ovation and the whole city celebrated for it. Um, you can tell just about half of the stuff he says is a lie and the other <laughs> half 
is so close to being a lie that it has to be the truth. Um, <laughs> Did we actually figure out what we were going to do? Because that was a question posed to us. He was just curious if you had anything immediate. Uh, but by the the end of the end of the night, he's he's left the chateau. It seems that he doesn't stay here. He just wanted to come meet you all. That's beneath the day. Yeah, there's always room in the master suite, Adrian. <laughs> as as he's kind of like you know sauntering away and opening the gates, he just gives you a wink, and then uh, you know after like. 30 seconds you just see these large wings come out from underneath the the canopy uh and this large you know this dragon flies away that's cool and i look right at square and i say one of these days i'll net myself a dragon <laughs> <laughs> i want no part of that <laughs> um but yeah the i would say that you know this is kind of the end of that that first week um, I don't think anything took too long, and you have the dinner with the Lord and the Lady and the children uh, tomorrow is what that's set for. Mm, nice. Um, so, if there's anything you want to do before then, uh, you've got the night and tomorrow to do that. Uh, otherwise, we'll continue on. I'll just tomorrow. get up and train with Mr. Wolf's people. Because like I still need to train and do my morning katas and all my stuff, and then, um, <clears throat> would it would it uh, enough time have passed for this week or whatever for me to uh, get my stuff or not yet? The stuff may be done. I still need you to send me exactly kind of what you're wanting for that item. Because if it's more complex or less complex, it's either a week or two weeks, basically. It was just turning one of the pouches into a bag of devouring. Oh, gotcha! I and then I adding, saying adding oh, a hood add, and the no, circlet. adding the adding the circlet then into my hood as well. Just so when gotcha. I pulled it up, it would I could put it on my head if I wanted to. Okay, just so just like if it's okay. Um, I'm thinking ahead just because I was like, if we get any more warforged that sort of thing, I want it to like. So it can't be like taken away from me, basically. So I would imagine like the same sort of enchanter would have to work on that as as would the bag. Okay. And so you left the bag and the circlet uh with And my cloak. The and the cloak. With, with gotcha, the library lady, because she was gonna do it through the yeah. their their network or whatever. Through the Academy. Yeah, okay. through the Academy, Veritas. Um, I would say that final day that that the day that the people are coming uh for the dinner, you get a courier that drops off a note saying that it's ready uh, awesome. that morning um and I would say that morning the cords cords warriors want to see a competition. They're, you you see them themselves. They're they they're kind of starting like a little thing, um, <clears throat> to see who can. Who? What's a good? What's a good? Just task to try and like compete with. I'm, I'm imagining just throwing a javelin as far as they can, but that seems too boring. You see some to of them see doing who could that. Throw a man the farthest. <laughs> throw a man the farthest. Okay. <laughs> 
A triathlon, uh, maybe. There's, we, there's the river uh, down, the, down the street and stuff. We found a bunch of gnomes yeah. in the woods, and we're going to just, just fucking <laughs> chuck them. Or maybe, like, it's, or, or maybe it's like uh, um, <clears throat> we get a big log, and we see um, how deep your uh, like your one cut can go. Like, can you, ooh, can yeah. you cleave it in half? <clears throat> we do our own version of the fucking Highland games out here. We got yeah. the log cut. We got the log toss. We got the log, log pole, <laughs> <laughs> the log polish, the log, yeah, the log dude. carving, <laughs> and they have to carve miniatures of me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, dick cutting, they, cutting deep into the log. I like that. Um, so you see them kind of taking their shots with it. Uh, I'll roll for a couple of them. Make sure you poorly, get my smooth hands, poorly, guys. This this cream poorly. is crazy. <laughs> One of them doesn't do too bad and gets gets a, you know about two three inches into there um, and kind of boasts that they are they're the you know like well I think I'm uh, probably the one that could best wield an axe of great stature. Uh, did anyone want to join? I will. I want to try out my new uh, machete. Yeah, this is all kind of happening during that that morning um, routine, the morning training. Yeah, we'll see how far I can knife my chucks into it. Ooh, all right. Yeah, obviously I'm gonna try. Um, <clears throat> that's no. the first mistake of an instructor is going up against the students and <laughs> possibly rolling bad. <laughs> Never. I'll go ahead and observe from up here on my magic flying carpet that you all I'm sure have seen by now <laughs> yeah yeah that's real nice um so yeah it's a story uh, give me an uh, give me an attack roll alright uh 17 17 not bad uh yeah you cut in uh it doesn't go quite as deep as the uh other warrior but you're what? using a machete and he was using an axe yeah um and you know he just kind of just you know shoves you and just says ah good job <laughs> uh as, as you kind of you're trying to pull it out of there um i feel like that's really condescending he, yeah, he, seems, he seems to be having fun in a yeah. condescending way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll do better next time if there's like, next. This time. is for cutting blackberries, bro. <laughs> uh, I'll cut your blackberries, you bro. Chuck it in there. Yeah, I'll do an elaborate move and then chucks down, and then I roll the twenty-four. Ooh, very good. Yeah, you, the uh, the chuck tip wielding chucks berries into the log. And just is stopped by the you know kind of blunt force of it, um, or the the uh, you know where it attaches to the chucks. Uh, they bicker over you know if that counts, if it went in deep enough, or it would have went in deeper. But it seems like the the cord warrior is still the the champ. Uh, uh, are we just making a weapon weapon attack? Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. He goes reckless. Uh, that's gonna be a uh, nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, yeah, you've you've got your axe, and I think it's it's still magically enchanted. Um, mm-hmm. 
And so, yeah, with that, that's that you kind of hit into where uh, they were hitting just just in between scories and the uh, leaders. And, you, you know, you just cut in just about halfway through the tree, uh, letting everyone know, you know, when you use a big axe, you got some big muscles. It goes all, it, you know, it just buries itself in there. Um, and they, you know, kind of, you know, give you a push. Uh, they, they seem very excited, you know, to, to kind of just, this is the, the wolf pack. Adrian has been telling stories about you all, and they're excited to be in some sort of competition with you. Some good camaraderie. Uh, I, I turn uh, to the uh, to my cords warriors and I go, uh, uh, even though I am clearly stronger and more skilled warrior, take this as a lesson. Even the most skilled warrior has lessons to learn. You're never done growing. And they all just kind of like <laughs> nod and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're never growing. Like I was, I was like an inch shorter last year. <laughs> I meant, I meant with your skills. God. Okay. Right, right. And kids all get bigger. Um, you see, some of them do take uh, to take your wisdom uh, to heart. Um, but kind of towards the end of the this little competition, you see. Uh, I would say, probably Arthur sees this first, and maybe Ball if you're up there near the balcony. Um, some of the trees down the path are moving, like closer to you. That certainly can't be good. But I talked uh, with the black wolf. The black wolf said we're all good. Mr. Wolf. About 60 feet from the gate. Mr. Wolf, I was towards the gate. Uh, what? Uh, I turn and I look. Uh, can I make a perception roll? Try and, like, um, squint? Yeah, go ahead and give me a perception check. <laughs> and squint? Yeah. Roll for so squint? I, squint I, check. I squint for extra eyesight. Yeah. <laughs> You get advantage. Yeah. Need to be putting on your eye cream. Uh, <laughs> that's a nineteen. Nineteen? Yeah, yeah. You see, it's kind of easier, you know, up top to see the large canopy moving, but you see these long vines and like trunks of trees just kind of floating towards you along the path. It's about sixty feet from that gate and is getting closer. About five yeah. feet every minute or warriors like 10 seconds mount up oh and they all kind of scramble and, and and grab swords and and look around for horses and then realize they don't have horses um i, I meant just form up and they and they, I, yeah, I they, are, they are formed up uh, everyone on the you. carpet <laughs> Hades! and you hear just tearing uh over um one of the one of the walls this just flame you know lipped hair or you know the flame streaked hair uh just charges up to you and you just grab on and and mount up onto uh the uh nightmare horse and you all kind of begin making your way down the path i imagine uh yeah yeah we'll slowly kind of march towards it all right uh and, those yeah. with shields kind of are flanking you the others have javelins ready Anytime I can sort of like pop into a shadow and pop out, like you know, yeah, yeah, further along, keeping flank in the forest a bit. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna stay in the this. tree line too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got Riff and and Scory. Uh, here's side. a silly question, but would 
uh, Hades have like a kind of a shadowy effervescence around it that perhaps Riff could kind of like hide in um, and then pop out. Think about this Definitely. before you answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say with with that, with the, the ability that Riff's, Riff has, is it's got to be shadow. So under the canopy, that's pretty gotcha. common. Underneath the horse, as long as the lighting's right, then absolutely that would work. There is awesome. always a shadow underneath my carpet, bro. Uh, <laughs> gross. Um, but you all yeah. begin slowly, cautiously heading down uh, the path, and you get about 30 feet from this, and you see it's just this conglomeration of plants. Like, there's a bush that's growing down. It's like there's a hanging basket up in the trees, and all of this stuff is just cascading down from it. And you hear this little voice. Am I... Am I back? Am I back? Oh my god. I hope I'm back. Is that... Can anyone hear me? Why, yes, we can hear you, but you sound like y'all little mouse down there. State your name and your business. I... I'm, I'm Reva. I'm the carpenter at the chateau. I, 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 I got sent. I was in a, I'm, I'm in a little like a, it's silvery but dark in here. You in the UFO? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. She tumbled through the forest and gathered all the branches and shit. Oh my god, that's hilarious. And you can oh. kind of make out this this scene and and now that you get the sense for you know that ufo you see at the center of this these glints of silver and growing off of it are all of these plants all of these plants that are floating towards you are just attached to this thing and just cascading down uh just touching and dragging across the pathway uh and that uh, is where we're going to leave it for today's episode. Oh, Mr. Uh, Ball, what did you do? We'll pick it up next time. Thank you guys for joining us around our proverbial podcast table. I've been your DM, Alex, and with me has been... Dash as Wolf. Bentley Michaels is Riverian Night Meadow. Red is Arthur. Caleb is Scory Telbrun. And Milo is Ball. Grab your swords and keep on adventuring. Follow us across all platforms with Chaotic Amateurs. Please subscribe, rate, and review our show on your podcast app of choice to help us climb the charts and find new adventurers. Or become a patron on Patreon to help our heroes continue their quest. Thank you for listening to Chaotic Amateurs. Chaotic Amateurs.